everyone welcome to ESG climate and money show my name is Sunny and in this podcast episode we will discuss about the EU taxonomy and what is the future of reporting I was doing research on this topic for a while and I was uh, no, I was struggling to find some very comprehensive information on this thing Many of you already know about the EU taxonomy and all the jargon which we come across every day, especially on LinkedIn, related to uh, the reporting frameworks and the reporting uh, developments. So I came across this very nice paper from FTI Consulting. And I thought that this could be a nice idea to share this with you guys at the same time. And then I prepared some notes from it after reading it. So I wanted to share it on today's episode on our show. So what is actually this EU taxonomy thing? Uh, Well, EU taxonomy is uh, basically a framework, you can say, or a classification system for the organizations which actually can help them to identify if they fall under those economic activities which are green or environmentally sustainable or not. So this is uh, about the EU taxonomy and this actually revolves around the six main objectives as many of you know of course, climate change mitigation, climate change adaptation and sustainable use and protection of water and marine resources, transition to a circular economy, pollution prevention and control, protection of healthy ecosystems. So it is pretty much revolve around uh, the technologies uh, which can help to mitigate the climate change uh, in, if you want to say it in easy way. So those activities, uh, they are uh, considered as green activities. Uh, Transition to green energy is a green activity. Uh, Then you have the marine resources uh, protection and the water management. Uh, That is also uh, part of that. So it's uh, it's it's hard to see seafood here, but it's is relevant or not relevant, but it is um, uh, is actually connected to that and on the other hand you have circular economy so if your business model is linear and then you are going towards the circular economy so that is considered as, as this uh, activity uh, which is green and of course pollution prevention and control that means like if you're you are going to create less waste that's what I understand uh, and if your kind of the activity you are doing is uh, not contributing to the pollution and it is like you know it, in, a, in a way if you reuse the thing that is but it's very much connected to the circular economy I see and uh, of course if you are using the coal uh, for the energy um, use in your business that is also of course creating the pollution so it's a is a many different layers of that and then you have the healthy ecosystems so biodiversity deforestation 
and such aspects um, which which are actually creating havoc to the environment and are on the are a hurdle and on the way to the healthy ecosystem that is not considered green so this is the overall understanding uh, combining this paper and generally my uh, comments on this thing but let, if we if we discuss about this uh, overall eu taxonomy that is unfortunately only covering so far 13 sectors and this is one of the drawback uh, when it comes to this taxonomy but at least it is covering uh, yeah, almost 80 percent of uh, the sectors which are contributing more to the carbon emissions so there is uh, the positive uh, aspect to this at at least that uh, even at this stage people start to follow it there is a good outcome uh, which can come out of it but furthermore uh, this, this uh, unfortunately this taxonomy also don't have uh, uh, let's say agriculture in this and uh, where your food is coming from that is not at this stage in this uh, taxonomy but related industries to that uh, there are connections if you want to uh, kind of create for example uh, energy which is also the part of the food system uh, if you you have uh, a tractor you have uh, um, the equipment you have so much energy intensive activities also in agriculture and also aquaculture and then you have the water uh, supply and the sewerage and all these these activities are actually very well also related to the agriculture processing uh, even the pro processing in like yeah, packaging for example so it's 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 a it, there are some of course uh, linkages in this but uh, but generally there are 13 sectors i can name those sectors as well uh, for uh, understanding forestry uh, environmental protection and restoration activities uh, manufacturing energy water supply sewage and you have waste management and uh, rem remediation um, and then you have transport uh, construction and real estate information and communication uh, professional scientific and technical activities are also deemed uh, green activities financial and insurance activities and education human health and social work activities and also art entertainment and recreation uh, this is very interesting uh, maybe <laughs> fireworks does not uh, include in that if we want to use fireworks for entertainment uh, that's i'm just saying it as a joke so Furthermore, uh, if we go in this, what also this paper says, this paper is very interesting in a way because it also summarizes uh, the overall, uh, the meaningfulness and the, what actually advantage it can bring to the business regardless. If, if your business is aligned with that, very good if it's not aligned with that it's still significant for you so if you want to be the early 
trendsetter and an uh, industry leader in your industry. So there is um, actually a quite good incentive you can have uh, to, to incorporate this EU, EU taxonomy in your uh, business. So if you see already, you have uh, among the 250 largest companies, you have 240 of them already doing some form of sustainability reporting or ESG reporting in this. Uh, and then they are uh, aligning themselves as the future uh, friendly or green oriented businesses where which does not uh, cause harm uh, to the planet. So this is uh, actually quite interesting. And then you have like many other advantages. For example, you might know about the how this uh, green bond uh, uh, financial products are actually on the rise. And it is uh, uh, expected that by 2025, we will have seven uh, billion not, not seven billion, seven trillion dollars of uh, the products, they will be uh, aligned with sustainability. So this is a huge number. So right now, I think we are somewhere between uh, under one trillion dollar, but in, in only a few years, it will go uh, significantly up. So this is uh, the story overall, which can help you where also with your financial objectives if you want to raise money uh, to, to, to do the activity which is green. And of course, it's a very nice in incentive. Uh, we all know that we need to do the activities which are green. We know that uh, also you, you know this uh, recent uh, IPCC report tells a very uh, horrible picture. We need much more financing in that space. And the good thing is if you are doing the good things, then you will be rewarded in this space. So this is a positive side of the thing. And on the other hand, uh, you have, uh, there was a study quoted here on this paper that MSCI ran four year study where they see that the cost of capital for those companies which were actually focusing on sustainability uh, was low. Uh, I, I, I hope uh, I, I am quoting it right, <laughs> what I'm saying. So uh, the, those companies which had high ESG scores, their uh, cost uh, was low for capital, which is a positive thing. And then on the other hand, there was a study from Deolite in 2021, uh, the survey said that 47% of the companies saw the positive impact on employee recruitment and retention, uh, which is very positive thing. As you know about the great uh, resignation, many people resigned from their job if they were not enjoying or they wanted to do something different. So this is also uh, actually contributing uh, to this. People want, the, the especially the millennials, Generation Z, they want a workplace which is actually respecting uh, the sustainability. And if your company is among them, this is a good sign that you will have your talent 
uh, when you need it. So overall, so other than that, the, if you go in this direction, of course, then you get to understand your business much more, uh, much more understanding of your supply chains. And uh, there is a significant amount of the environmental footprint, which is actually, which is together, which is associated with this, uh, uh, with, with your supply chain. So, so it can actually help you to also clean your own supply chains and so this is the journey, like the overall, some of the points. And then you also see uh, this paper further on uh, discusses about the regulations and also the reporting, uh, the future of reporting. So this is extremely confusing, of course, overall in this ESG sustainability space. Uh, the reporting frameworks, they keep uh, coming uh, with the new standards. It's a lot of jargon. It's a lot of mumbo jumbo, if I'm allowed to say that. So it's, it's, a, it's not a really a good place to be at this point when it comes to the regulations and, and the overall uh, uh, reporting uh, uh, setup or regime we have today. Uh, but given that, still, uh, if you try to be future-proof, if you try to be uh, the business which is actually uh, oriented towards the greater good of with, with the help of sustainability, and then you are also attracting the talent and uh, finances. So this is good place to be, and why not? Uh, so. If you want to stay relevant for the future, you have to get into this. This is overall also message in my understanding for this paper. And uh, so today I just had uh, this thing to reflect on. I hope you enjoyed this and pardon me if I have uh, done some something which is not really, uh, you know, uh, which maybe misquoting or anything like that so i'm sorry for that in advance but to be to be uh, safe <laughs> i will leave the link of this uh, paper also in the description so thank you very much and uh, we will speak next time again thank you bye bye